This podcast is brought to you in part by Surewinder. Surewinder takes great pride in producing high-quality tools that keep you safe and make your life easier. Let them shoulder the burden of winding your springs with a power drill. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. Five years ago this month, I launched Aaron Overhead Doors, and I had no clue what I was getting into. What, have I, what I've experienced uh, is nothing short of chaos, and today we're going to talk a little bit about that and some of my gripes about the DCs, manufacturers, suppliers, and strictly the level of professionalism in our industry. So we're going to just break it wide open today. Adrian's looking at me, shaking his head. He's like, are you sure you want to talk about this? So I think I'm going to talk a little bit about what everybody's already thinking. And um, I'm going to take a step back and just uh, walk a little bit through. So first of all, uh, we're in our new studio. We've got a lot of echo. So I apologize about that. We'll get that under control before the next episode. Uh, but we just got moved in and uh, we're in our new studio, which is probably, would you say it's twice the size, uh, twice the size of our uh, old um, studio. I'm not interviewing anyone today. Uh, it's strictly going to be me and um, I'm going to go through this. So it should be short and sweet, but I've got a few topics that I want to cover. Uh, so many of you guys know that when I started a door company five years ago, I came from software. So I was an executive sales director for a software company and we got acquired uh, by a publicly traded company and um, I was let go essentially uh, about a, almost a year into that acquisition. Um, I was uh, on a recurring uh, comp plan based on performance and was making a very good living um, and had built so many processes and hired such good people that I literally didn't have a lot to do every day. Um, I wasn't needed, I guess is probably the best thing to do. I, I created an atmosphere um, that didn't require my presence. And in my opinion, a great leader does that. Um, and, and hopefully you set yourself up or set the company up to where they could survive. My thing was, I always told my team, you know, there might be a day where I get hit by a bus and you guys are going to have to run with it if I did my job right, there should not be a negative impact on the business. So um, maybe I would hope maybe like a week or so of mourning. But after that, um, everything should run really smoothly. So when I started the door company, um, you know, I, I started buying direct from um, Amar. And uh, my experience with Amar was pretty good. Um, but I did have a lot of challenges with uh, the DC, as far as uh, picking up, you know, getting the right things, um, 
the communication. And uh, I got to know the gentleman who runs the DC here, and he's a great guy. Uh, one of the, the things that I quickly realized uh, when, when kind of doing my own self-evaluation uh, is that I think a lot of the DCs are at a disadvantage. And I think it could be because the manufacturers aren't setting them up for success. I think there's a combination of things. Uh, one, anytime you're playing in the wholesale market, you have to you have to watch your pennies uh, very carefully because pennies turn into nickels, nickels turn into dimes, and dimes turn into quarters. Um, and we all know where that goes. So I'm not knocking on these guys. Well, maybe I am, but I'm I'm showing a little bit of sympathy right now, um, and then we'll get into some of the other stuff. Where I'm where I'm struggling is, uh, you know, I, I left Amar and went to a local distribution center here in the southeast called Southeast Door Technologies, and um, boy, they they seem to have run a really tight ship. Had some great employees, great customer service. Uh, they staffed probably three times the people that the Amar Distribution Center did. So I didn't know if, you know, uh, how things were going to go, but I, I really enjoyed my interactions with them. Over the years, they've had a lot of turnover, um, you know, constant changes, uh, but it seems to be the same story over and over where things start out really well in the beginning and then kind of tail off toward the end. Um, and so we, uh, we recently uh, switched because we felt like maybe if we buy direct, um, that'll fix the problem. Um, so we, we tried to open up an account with CHI. Um, obviously, the local DC blocked that. Um, and so what we did was we, uh, we went to Clopay. Uh, well, we were already working on Clopay anyway, because after my interview with them, uh, I was really impressed with the product line. I hadn't paid uh, close enough attention to it. And we like installing higher end doors and they had a really good selection. So that was already in the works, um, thankfully, because uh, we we literally had given our DC notice that we were no longer going to be buying doors from them. Um, and that was out of courtesy. I feel like if, if you have an account with somebody, a long-standing working relationship, which I, I do love the people there. Um, but the, uh, uh, I, I just think there uh, comes a time where um, a relationship personally and business are two different things, and you have to make the best decision for your company. And sometimes those decisions are extremely difficult and hard to make, and you don't know what's going to happen on the other end. But I refuse to settle for mediocrity. I refuse to settle for nothing but greatness and excellence with everyone that I work with. I expect that from my employees. I expect that from our vendor partners. I want excellence from everyone. I'm not looking for perfection at all. Um, perfection would be great, but I think everybody's going to fall short. And that's not my expectation. My expectation is uh, when it comes to relationships with my suppliers, um, communication. If I order something from you, uh, I like an acknowledgement. 
I also like an ETA. And if that ETA changes, I like a uh, communication. And when it's on its way, I would like to know. Instead, you know, a lot of times uh, us as dealers, you know, what we were experiencing a lot was um, having to kind of handhold and babysit DCs, uh, not anyone in particular, but we can probably lump most of them in the same category where we make an order. They may or may not give us a confirmation. We call them, confirm it's been ordered, email them, tell them we're coming to pick it up, and then arrive the day of to find out that it's not there or we got half the order, we don't have the track, the windows aren't cut yet, color's wrong. We even had a couple scenarios where half of our door was given to somebody else because they tagged it wrong. Um, I mean, and this was just all the time. We ordered our first uh, direct ship from Clopay. Um, first of all, I, I want to give a shout out to Clopay. Um, Randall, my rep, and Noel, um, and, and, and uh, I, I just want to say that both of those people um, are spectacular. And their customer service, and their communication, and their follow through. Um, I, I would honestly tell you that there's probably very few people in this industry as on top of their game as Noel. Um, and for those of you who probably know her, would I'm assuming agree? I I, I think it's her DNA. I think that. Um, uh, she's just an extremely impressive person who takes a great deal of pride in her work. And um, I can't help but every time I have a problem or a thought or um, a question to want to pick up the phone and call her because I know that either she's going to get the answer or she already knows it and she's going to respond quickly. And if she's on a call or whatever, um, conference call, she always gets back to me. Um, so uh, the relationship there, the support that I'm getting, um, in my opinion, is second to none. Now, it's new. You know, we're new. We're, we're, uh, we're the babies here. And, and um, I, I honestly am trying to look at this very um, subjectively, I think is the word. Uh, I do have a podcast. I do have a voice in the industry. I don't know if they're rolling the red carpet out for me or if this is how they treat everyone. Um, and I don't even know if they care if I have a podcast. I don't know. Um, but what I can tell you is, uh, my, my onboarding, uh, we hit some, we hit some bumps and bruises. Uh, the transition wasn't a hundred percent smooth, but I'm okay with that because, um, I had contacts who were constantly checking on me, um, constantly working with me. And, and we had to start uh, because we hadn't moved into our new location yet, buying from the D.C. Uh, to bridge the gap. And then we had to make the switch from the D.C. to direct. And um, it's been it's been interesting. It's been uh, for us, uh, you know, we're learning everything from scratch. So this is something that we've never done before. 
I hired two warehouse guys with no experience in warehouse. <laughs> I have no experience in warehouse. Um, most of my guys have never worked in a warehouse, if not all of my guys. They've been around warehouses, DCs, or working at other companies that have warehouses. Um, so I took a trip to visit Adam Weber from A&E Door in Ohio, uh, my general manager, Josh, and I. And boy, we learned a lot. Not only did we learn a lot about the warehouse and how it's ran and uh, organization, but um, it was impressive to walk in and see everybody in their uniforms and uh, the attention to detail and the spirit of excellence um, and professionalism. And uh, on the flight back, I couldn't help but to think about just the overall lack of professionalism in our industry from you know top to bottom. Um, and, and this isn't a shot to everybody. This is me included. Uh, I'm including myself into this group. We could all do better. Um, the DCs can do better. The manufacturers can do better. The dealers can do better. The employees of the dealers can do better. Um, installers can do better at being professional. Repair techs can do better at being professional. Dispatchers, owners can definitely do better at being professional, me included. My general manager brings to me, he comes to me from a company where they take a lot of pride in professionalism. And um, he, uh, he pointed out one day that, um, that I set the bar. And, you know, I was coming in at 5, 5.30 in the morning, so I would just slip on some slides. I got shorts and, and a T-shirt on all day in the office. And, um, you know, made it a point to let me know that if my employees see me in slides, what example is that setting? What does that look like? And I now wear shoes into work every day because my general manager brought a very valid point to me. Going to see Adam at A&E Door and Window um, definitely made me realize how important the small things are. My background is sales, so I've always just overperformed and outperformed many of my competitors or, uh, you know, um, peers and been able to get away with just about whatever I wanted to. I was probably not a great employee. Matter of fact, I was the guy that I'm frustrated with right now, right? Like, um, I just made bad decisions. I thought I was all that uh, because I was number one on the board. Matter of fact, I still remember to this day, maybe I'll bring him on the show one day, one of my old bosses, I used to get to work early and park in his parking spot. Just a power move. Just to let him know who I thought was boss, you know. Um, he would come in and walk in and be all pissed off. And I would tell him to park next to me. <laughs> and so I knew I was supposed to park down the hill with all the other salesmen. Um, but I wanted to make a point. Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. 
Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer-usa.com, that's S-O-M-M-E-R-USA.com, or contact their Charlotte office at 877-766-6607. It's no secret that I bring on advertisers of products that I use and love. I love it when I sign up for a service and feel good about it before, during, and after. Service Titan has made our customer experience significantly better. We use automated messages to go out to our customers to streamline communication. Our customers love the fact that they can text in and we know who they are by name. All communication between our customers via call text is attached to their customer account so techs can review it prior to arriving to a job. I love the campaign source report. It tells me which marketing campaigns are working. My favorite feature is the new marketing feature that allows me to set up drip campaigns and email our customers based on what they bought or didn't buy from us. Check out Service Titan at servicetitan.com forward slash torsion for your free demo. That was number one on the board. Matter of fact, I still remember to this day, maybe I'll bring him on the show one day. One of my old bosses, I used to get to work early and park in his parking spot. Just a power move. Just to let him know who I thought was boss, you know. Um, He would come in and walk in and be all pissed off. And I would tell him to park next to me. (laughs) And so I knew I was supposed to park down the hill with all the other salesmen. Um. but I wanted to make a point. And, uh, you know, I think there's constantly a, a power struggle going on and maybe I'm getting what I deserve. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like we all need to know who we are, what we do, and are we doing it as professional as we possibly can? And I think from top to bottom, no one excluded. We could all improve. And I, I know COVID's got things going a little bit crazy, and I'm taking that into consideration. But a lot of this has been going on for years prior to COVID. And I think things are getting exposed even more so now because of COVID. And had we had a better grip on things prior, I think it would have been a lot smoother with the manufacturing of doors, distribution of doors, communication. I mean, hell, I can order a pizza from just about every pizza joint and know where that damn thing's going in the oven. If they can tell me when the pizza's going in the oven and we can't even know when the door's being put on the truck, that's a problem. Like, that's a problem. You're talking about a $10 pizza. I get a notification that it's going in the the oven or they're, they're putting the pepperoni on it or that they're boxing it or that it's in the car. I mean, like, I know the whole thing, but for whatever reason, here I am ordering tens of thousands of dollars of product, and you can't tell me when it's going to be here. 
or if it's even manufactured or if it's on the truck, I mean, come on now. Like this is just unbelievable. Like I'm, I'm having a hard time believing this. So I'll get back to my, my story about Clope. Um, you know, the, first of all, I think everybody needs to have online ordering hundred percent. Um, Clope's online ordering systems, fairly simple. Um, you know, could be even more simple. I think the user experience, the, the UX or the UI, uh, can improve, but I think it gets the job done. And I think that's, what's most important. It's not a consumer facing product. So I'm not sure they had like UI involved, like important, but, uh, I think it could be more simple cause you're, you're dealing with door guys. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, Clopay code, um, you know, abbreviations. Um, so th- th- that's, uh, that's probably my only complaint here. Um, and that's me being really picky because, uh, the process has been really smooth and the fact that I can look up to see when these products are supposed to be shipped at any given time is uh, pretty impressive. So we now get weekly trucks. Um, you guys saw, I launched the interview with Jeremy from Clope parts last week or this, uh, yeah, last week. And, uh, it's nice because I can order parts and they can come on the same truck with the doors and I really don't have to pay a lot of money uh, for additional shipping. So that's a win for us. So my experience with Clope has been good. Um, You know, I'm, I'm really interested to see if we can maintain this. Uh, I think the first shipment that came into us, we had a little bit of an issue where we had, two struts that were damaged uh, when we took the doors and everything off. We were the last order, and I think the truck, uh, one of the last orders to be delivered, and I'm pretty sure the uh, uh, the truck driver got in an accident, uh, but the truck was a little bit, little bit um, messy, um, so I'm not sure what, what that was about, but the second shipment, we were the last stop and everything was very clean and organized. Um, and it looks like there's no damage, um, of any parts or anything. So we've been very pleased. So I think we've only received two and, uh, we'll have our third shipment next week. Um, but let me tell you the amount of stress that we have of not having to find out the morning that we're supposed to pick up that, you know, half the door is available or the windows aren't cut or whatever. Um, and that's our fault. You know, maybe we should have picked up a few days in advance, whatever. And, and that's some systems and processes and I'll assume some responsibilities. I think the challenge is, is when you tell me the door is going to be available and then we email you the day before and we don't get a, hey, it's not ready yet. There's no reason for us to show up and not be able to get our door in a timely manner. So getting doors here to, to our warehouse now has been, I don't even know how to tell you guys the, the difference. We're not scrambling around, calling customers, moving things around, the stress level significantly lower. All the doors are staged and ready for the guys in the morning when they get in. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, we're not wasting hours 
you know, you got drive time to the DCs. You're sitting there in line waiting to get to a dock. You get there and you spend 45 minutes to an hour waiting for them to pick all your stuff. And I mean, I, I just don't, uh, I don't see that being very productive. Now for a five-year-old company to sign a lease for a 10,000 square foot building, maybe a little excessive. I'm, I'm all about go big or go home make the decision and figure out how to make it work. And that's how I lived my whole life. Have I failed? Sure. I've failed plenty. Uh, I, I'm, I'm betting on this one. And if I do fail and I want to start another door company, probably going to start with a 10,000 square foot warehouse, just to be honest with you. Um, because I don't think I ever want to deal with the back and forth between DC's um, it's just not efficient. Everything I do, I build processes for efficiency. If a process isn't efficient, I pretty much throw it out. I really don't care how beneficial it is. I'm all about running things efficient and clean and making the process as smooth as humanly possible. Working with local DCs just isn't it. So, Let's talk about the DCs for just a second. I'm fully capable of implementing software into my own business. We're going to be rolling out uh, Service Titan inventory, which is freaking amazing, by the way. If you guys haven't checked that out and you're on Service Titan, strongly recommend you look at it. The capabilities you've got here are uh, the ability to see uh, you can create POs, and from that PO, you're able to track it all the way into your building, on a rack, in a staging area after it's been picked, and onto a truck, and then onto a job. That's pretty stinking amazing. And I'm really excited about getting that implemented. Uh, we got to make some tweaks to our price book. But if Service Titan can do it, if a door dealer can do it, a DC can do it. A manufacturer can do it. You know, when we call in and do a do a stock check on something and we have to hold for 20 minutes because somebody has to go back there and look, that's not efficient. If you're running thin margins at a DC, I can tell you how to improve those. Improve customer service, get a system in place that doesn't cause your people to work more, and open up on Saturdays where you got a lot of people interested in picking up. And if you need to, raise your prices a little bit. I guarantee you'll win. So as a wholesaler, you guys are manufacturing doors or you're wholesaling third parties. I understand it's very difficult. You're buying parts wholesale, you're trying to sell them wholesale, and it's kind of a volume game. I still think you can do better. I think you can stop selling to the public. I think you can stop giving like rock bottom prices to one and two man companies. And if you do that, you can afford to hire up because I think your your offices, majority of them are understaffed. 
and they get the brunt of all the issues when we get there. Garage door guys aren't very patient. We want to get to our jobs, we want to get them done, and we want to get home to our family. And we're probably lack professionalism, and most of us are probably a little bit hotheads. We know, we know. But you guys at the D.C. are getting just killed because we are absolutely just drilling them because we feel like they're screwing up all the time. And it's costing us money. Let's talk about what it's costing the dealer because I walked through this with one of my D.C.s and and the look on their face was like I was making up a bunch of numbers. I want you guys to realize, let's just say, for instance, we order a door, okay? And we go install that door, and something's wrong, and we have to go back. Number one, that's not the installer's fault if if the door is damaged or whatever, right? Um, now, if we left the DC with the wrong parts, that's the installer's fault. I don't blame the DC. I blame the installer. If you go to Burger King, you order a Whopper with cheese, and you don't check to see if the cheese is on it before you drive off, that's your fault, right? You ordered it. You got to confirm it before you pull off. So that's my guy's fault. But we would like to get the Whopper with cheese the first time so we don't have to hand it back to you and wait in line for 15 minutes while everybody's honking and mad at us thinking it's our fault. So when it comes to the DCs, I'm not mad if you guys give us the wrong thing. I'm mad if my guys take the wrong thing. But if we go to a job and we do it, and we have to go back for us, a window could mean not installing a door that afternoon. A window of going to pick it up and then taking it out to the job site could mean not doing a repair. If Let's say, for example, you know, my guys have goals. You know, I try to keep my guys between 1500 and two grand a day and set them up with the best possible jobs to do that. That's my goal for repair techs. If I've got to send a repair tech out because our, we're booked out on on new installs and we don't have time for an installer to go out, a two-hour window could be a 350 or 500 or 600 or, hell, could be a $1,000 ticket. Could be a motor and a spring change. Now, if we fill that spot and we get a call come in that afternoon and we don't have time to get to it, that's lost revenue. That's how we have dealers have to think about it. That's how DCs have to think about it. We're not just, we're not just, you don't just pay us for the trip out there. That's, that's to cover the, 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 the direct costs. What about the lost revenue? What about the lost opportunities? Because now we're making a second trip. What about the customer satisfaction? You know, for air and overhead doors, we, we preach and teach about, Instead of doing transactions, we want, to, we want to build relationship. It's really hard to build relationships with customers if you're always making excuses and having to come back. If you want to build champions for your business that are going to go tell everybody, making two or three trips because damaged product or whatever is not the way to do it. What's the dollar value of a champion that would tell all their friends and family and go online and leave you a glowing review. What's, what's the value of that? Thousands, maybe? 
So we're not just talking about $50 or $100 to send somebody out, $150, send somebody out, swap some sections out. Oh, you'll be fine. That's not how this works. Maybe in y'all's world, but not in ours. There's a lot to be considered. So where do we take this? As dealers, what do we do? So my challenge to dealers is let's hold each other accountable. Let's stop treating each other like trash. I got a local guy here who acts like a freaking five-year-old and he's like flicking his eraser at us. What the hell is going on? Like, really? I don't even know this dude. I mean, let's step up and be professional and act like grown adults. I see people killing each other on these damn Facebook groups because they do something wrong. Trust me. I'm starting to do quality control checks on our guys. Your guys are doing some stuff wrong too, I promise. The guys who are running their mouths the most probably are going to have the most problems. Go out and do your quality control checks. Maybe with the exception of Mark Fisher, who I think extremely highly of, I guarantee I could probably find something wrong with just about every install. So don't get mad if you walk in behind somebody else's install and take pictures and post them on Facebook like you're all bad and mighty. Uh, Trust me when I tell you. Your competitors are walking behind your crap too. We all need to do a better job. As a matter of fact, quality control is another topic all like in and of itself. I think quality control is a complete joke at this point. I'll give you an example. I'm a huge fan of uplift desk. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but they're, uh, they're motorized desk that you can stand or sit at. So we buy those for our staff. I like my people to stand up, uh, especially if they're on the phone. Historically, you have more energy if you're standing and smiling. I bought a really nice one for myself. And um, it was like an exotic wood top. Just really nice. First one I got had like a big gash right in the center where like, right in front of where you sit and just look down. So I reached out to him. I said, Hey, look, you know, I'm not a big complainer about stuff like this, but, uh, I just want to, you know, let you guys know, I don't know if you can send me a new top or you know, what your process is on this, but I, I, um, you know, I spent a lot of money on this and I just would like to have it look new. He said, you know what, Ryan, you're right. I'm going to send you a new one. As a matter of fact, just keep that one. Give it to one of your employees. I was like, what the heck? That's pretty awesome. Next one I get. Cracked all the way through. But guess what? On the bottom left-hand corner, within an inch of that crack, is a quality control sticker with somebody's name on it. So I just wrote him back. I said, hey, buddy, this isn't a big deal. I'm okay with this one. But it's got like a crack right here. I took pictures. I said, but funny thing, your quality control stickers right next to the, the issue and the Joker's cracked completely through from, from top to bottom. And it goes, it wraps around the end. He's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. 
I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal, man. I can deal with this. It's not smack in front of my face. And it's, you know, I think it's, uh, it's probably okay. He's like, no, no, Ryan, I'm going to send you another one. He said, but this time I'm not going to ship it. I'm going to send it on freight. I'll make sure it's going to be on a crate. You'll be fine. I said, well, I really appreciate that, but you don't have to. He's like, no, no, Ryan. He's like, listen, you spent a lot of money with us. We're going to make sure we get it right. Now, that's a great salesperson and great customer service. Um, I bought one, I think it was like $1,600 for that desk. I got three $1,600 desks. I think when I pull into Chick-fil-A, if I were to tell the person at the, the checkout window, damn, you know what? I actually don't want the spicy chicken sandwich. I know you already gave it to me, but I changed my mind. I want the regular one. I just realized the spicy one jacks my stomach up. Guess what they're going to do? Most of the time, they're not even going to charge you. They'll just be like, oh, no problem, and get you one, right? Or like if you forgot, I don't know if you guys have ever forgotten your wallet and driven through Chick-fil-A before. I was embarrassed. They gave me the food. That's their policy. I don't know if you know that or not, Adrian, but if you drive through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, and you get up there and you say, oh, my God, I forgot my wallet. They're like, oh, no problem. Here you go. Have a nice day. Just come back. What? Are you kidding me right now? So this is quality control, customer service. I, I don't think that exists in our environment. Um, and I want it to. I want quality control to be better. I don't see how a lot of this product is getting out of the distribution centers and the manufacturers uh, with any level of quality control. And, and, and I got to preface by saying, you know, uh, for our experience, I've seen people complain about Clopay too, but from our experience, we have not had a whole lot of issues with Clopay product quality control. And they are not paying me and I'm not getting any breaks. This is, strictly me being honest about my experiences. You're hearing the good, bad, and ugly. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. So I've got a challenge for every corporate executive in the garage door game. If you work for a manufacturer, here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want you to do an unannounced visit to your DC for two to three days. This should give you a very good viewpoint of exactly how things are going. Now, if you call ahead, I am sure that they will fix some of it before you get there. So I would say just drop in and spend two or three days straight Stand out at the, at the docks and, and talk to the dealers. Ask the installers how their experience has been. Ask them difficult questions like, how often is your order right when it's given to you? How often do we drop the ball on communication when your door is not ready? To the dealers... I think we can all look at ourselves and improve 
as as uh, owners, managers, presidents, CEOs. I mean, come on. Yelling at employees, acting like a jackass. Our employees deserve better. Maybe that's why we're having a hard time getting installers. Maybe that's why we're having a hard time finding technicians. Maybe we need to treat them like people with respect, dignity, and honor. And understand that our entire business is dependent on them. On the flip side, employees, installers, technicians, quit stealing shit. Quit lying. Half the time I know what's going on. I'm waiting for the right moment. I mean, where's the integrity? I just don't understand. I mean, for most of the installers and technicians I know, they make very good money. But the the commitment and the loyalty, it's, uh, it's very hard to find. I think we can all step up and do better as an industry. And I'm just going to challenge everybody, including myself. Evaluate everything you're doing and figure out what you can do to be more professional. How you can help our industry. Give instead of take. How can you participate in making things better? Treat people like people, man. I mean, hell, I had an employee with six-month-old truck. You know, we let them go, and there's I get it appraised by two different places, $4,000 worth of damage to the truck. Four G's, a brand-new truck. I mean, can we not take better care of things? I just don't understand. I mean, maybe it was the way I was raised, but... Respect and honor and commitment and loyalty and integrity was instilled in me from the very beginning. And I got to believe all y'all's mamas did the same thing. Where did things go wrong? And I'm only doing this because I feel like we can do better. I've met so many good people in this industry and I've learned so much. My God, like... We do have a lot of really good freaking people in this industry. Probably the best people in any industry I've ever been a part of. And if I ever needed to get in a fight, hell, if it was like a brawl, I wouldn't want any other group of people except for door guys ever. But we all got to step up and just be a little bit more professional. So that's my preach today. That's what I've got to say. I'm really enjoying our new warehouse. Such and such media, my marketing agency just moved into a new office as well. We got a new studio. Uh, We're going to be building this out. Uh, We hope to share some photos and things um, soon. So uh, my marketing company is no longer working out of my Aaron Overhead Door business. 
which is nice. Um, but uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody kind of made this possible. Thank you, Clope. Thank you, Adrian, by the way. He's a big part of us getting moved and still moving and getting everything put up. I want to thank Emma and Austin on my such and such media team because they did not skip a beat. Our customers probably never knew we were moving because they were just working so hard on our clients and making sure that they were taken care of during this uh, transition. And then I want to thank all of my employees at Aaron Overhead Doors because the last two weeks have been hell, us getting moved in and transitioning. And I want to give a shout out to one more person, um, Tisha. Tisha's been with me for a few years, and uh, about three or four weeks ago, she was diagnosed with cancer, stage three. Now, if I'm going to put a freaking a million dollars on anybody, it's going to be her. She's a fighter. So she's currently going through chemo, and she's kicking cancer's ass right now. And I just want to say that uh, I'm super proud of her, and she's doing her best to continue doing some of her responsibilities. But we've given her as much time as she needs to work from home or not work from home, whatever she wants to do, at full pay, and we'll figure out the rest. But she's amazing. And what she's been able to do for us, even while going through chemo, is nothing short of amazing. And, uh, I want to give her a shout out for all of you guys out there fighting cancer. Cause I know there's a few of you I've seen them. Uh, we got Andy, uh, Albright here in our market. I think I've mentioned him before stinking fighter, man. That dude is absolutely a monster going through chemo and still running out there doing jobs. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Uh, a lot of respect goes to him. And I just want to say, for all of you guys who have experienced this or know somebody who have, praying for you guys. I hope everybody recovers and uh, is better at the end than they were going in. Remember, Torsion Talk Podcast, we're really just looking for everybody to raise the bar. Let's be professional. Let's change the industry and let's make it better. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.